Charlie Bud, quick recap. What is going on in life? It has been a minute. Tell me your tale. Well, Bummer, it's, uh, I don't know. Well, it's been, I mean, certainly it's been like three months since we did a podcast episode. Back so back. people are probably wondering why that is. <laughs> well, I think people had a, a somewhat of a gist, you know, gone mostly because I was in like a, a course, like like school, very, very, very time intensive because I was working at the same time. So, you know, 40 hour a week plus like 20 to 30 hours of school, if not more every week took a lot of big toll, big toll on the old, the old time. Didn't have too much, uh, you know, ability to, uh, you know, uh, do anything outside of the course, especially since I really wanted to do well and it paid off. It, def- it certainly paid off. I was able to get uh, distinction in the course. So, you got a distinction, uh, bro? I did, surprisingly. Dude, <laughs> congrats, the, the congrats, fi- like, congrats. I really thought I didn't do that well on the final, but the final grade came back, and I like got like a B, so I was like, wow, that's kind of shocking. I literally thought I got like a 20. So, um, Don't ever count my man butt out. So I was like, all right, cool. I, and so then they, like a week later, um, basically just gave out the certificates, and I was able to get distinction. So that's cool. Fun little thing. Paid off in the end, but here we are three months later. But that's kind of why we haven't really done anything. And then, uh, I mean, the course ended in June. It's been like a month, but we were just trying to find a you good need to time. Decompress, man. You're working hard out there, okay? Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, because I think, I mean, I was traveling. I've been like traveling a lot. I've, I'm like traveling every like two weeks this this summer, so it's been wild. But what's new with you, Palmer? How's you know, how's life? See, I should have really come up with an answer before uh, you went. Because mine's been kind of kind of the same old, same old. Just doing the. Uh, the old mm-hmm. DC thing. I'm trying to think. I'm now set to enter the fray of an adult kickball league. Um, I just got to say, like, I have not had the greatest success with these things. I Okay, by that, I mean we've killed it. Like, my team has been on Charlie and uh, made it to the championship last time. But I was not there for the championship game, and mm. we subsequently lost. I don't want to say if I had been there, we would have won. But I was not there for a losing game during the season, so potentially... But uh, it was funny, too, because my team, at the end of it, I said, oh, yeah, you know, like, you guys want to run it back? Like, let's do this again. Like, or next time you want to do it, let me know. And the team said, cool. Last week, I was scrolling the, you know, IG feed, and I saw somebody's story from my old team. And I was like, oh, I wonder what this is about. I select their story only to see them and the group that I was quite familiar with adorned in kickball attire. And they're like, 4-0, baby, we're doing it. Do you know the betrayal? That I, I just My heart sank into my stomach. Immediately had to comment, team, what happened? So they were like, oh, that was our fault. We dropped the ball. And I was like, yeah, you did drop the ball. Ironically, our new name is going to be Our Balls Don't Drop. But they dropped the ball on this one. They did. Uh, they so we're doing it uh, in August. So that's, that's what's coming up. But other than that, you know, same old, same old. Just uh, bobbing and weaving, weaving and bobbing. That's exciting here, man. Well, I hope the kickball tournament works out. Yeah. Oh, appreciate you. I will keep you <laughs> or updated. Or the kickball league, we, uh, rather. Yeah, I'll uh, keep you updated as we go throughout the weeks and uh, hopefully we get right. some big, big wins. All right. Shall we get into today's topic, today's episode? You know what? Let's do it, bud. We've left the people in suspense for a little while and yes, uh, we I have. Think it's time to finally deliver. So, with that, <clears throat> what is going on, world? And welcome to the What You Got podcast where we talk topics A to Z and everything in between. 
I am Jordan Palmer, back like I never left, joined, as always, by Charlie Budd. And today, we're diving into the 2022 Oscars darling, On the Western Front. The film chronicling the lives of several young German soldiers preparing to enter the fray of World War I. Bud, I will admit, this film did surprise me. And when it comes to foreign pictures, it seems there is added nuance to the storytelling. So with that being said, let's dive into what you thought you were getting into when you first tuned in on this movie. Um, well, for me, I, I honestly didn't have a lot of expectations, like, or had an idea of what this was going to be, uh, what kind of movie this was. I mean, I knew it was a movie about World War One, um, on the side of the Germans, because it's like a German, uh, foreign film, but I had, like, I had no idea what the plot was going to be about, um, you know, this is like another World War One movie coming out within, like, two years, like, 1917 was yep. the other kind of big one so this just you know i was i don't i don't know what i was expecting i just thought maybe it was just going to chronicle which kind of it was you know chronicled the like maybe one or two soldiers in their uh journey through um fighting in the world war um which is basically what you kind of get um it does i think lean more into the theme of you know the horrors of war uh more than uh, maybe 1917 does um, which honestly, that movie came out uh, a couple of years ago. Kind of forget what exactly that movie was on. <laughs> I just remember being pretty stunned by it in the terms of its technical, uh, you know, ability. But uh, this movie, like, yeah, I think the the driving home, the driving theme was like, uh, you know, war is kind of bad. You know, it's not, you know, especially World War One, which um, on the German side, it seemed that there was a lot of like you know machoism in in the from like the commanding leaders like uh to like just you know force these people to fight because like you know germany was the aggressor or i mean there was a chain of events that led to the start of world war one but um you know germany was an aggressor invaded like france and it was just kind of wild to me that like it's not really a spoiler but um at the end of the movie how that they barely moved at all between like the trenches on like the front line i was just like that's ridiculous now, to me um, th- that, uh, you know, millions of people just died in that, like that frontline area and like, you know, no ground was gained. And that's just like what warfare was during World War One. And I think the movie did a pretty good job kind of of uh, capturing that. Um, but uh, what did you think, Palmer? What, what, what were your thoughts on this movie? What, were, okay, what so was your expectation? Same question. Yeah. Okay, so same question. Also, I should say, I said 2022 Oscars. It was actually the 2023, so this yep, year. it was this but, um, year, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it came it out like in it 2022, so, so it's not like... Exactly. Okay, there we go. There we go. But uh, yeah, no, I didn't really know what to expect. I knew that it had been nominated for a bunch of awards. And then simultaneously, and like, won, like, some, right, like, seven or so? Yeah, like, ab- yeah like it, did, it did pretty well. Like, picked up a number of awards. It was honestly, I think, number two behind everything, everywhere, all at once, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, you might be right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I just remember it winning a lot. I remember, like, back in uh, April. Literally, yeah, our last episode was on the Oscars, but it's been a few months, guys. It's been a few months. Dude, it's also, I remember, like, threw up all of my predictions. I was like, F, this movie is just killing it out here. Mm-hmm. But um, I had known that the visuals were pretty stunning. So I was looking forward to that, but I wasn't actually sure if it was World War One or World War Two. I was, I'm pretty sure I knew that it was from the German perspective, but I didn't really know what it was detailing. I wasn't sure. I thought, you know, war, but I thought there might just be like a subplot. I wasn't sure if it was going to be a matter of flashback, flash forward. So 
I kind of came in here blind, but I was uh, I was open to you know being you know persuaded to feel one way or another, especially given the fact that it received a lot of uh, praise critically. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, I mean I was I will say it lived up to the expectations for me at least. And before we get into some some spoiler territory, I kind of wanted to just get some of your uh, your basic thoughts on the film as a whole. Yeah. So first and foremost, did you go for dub or sub? I watched it in German, so okay, yeah, 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 Yeah. Um, I felt like that was just the way to do it. It'd be weird to me. I mean, I don't mind watching uh, movies with subtitles on the whole time, if like they're in like a foreign uh, language. And I and and I try to watch like foreign films kind of the way that intended. You know, I want the actors to have their moment, so I'll watch it in like whatever language it is in, and just you know, subtitle. It's not a big deal. It's not a big of a nuance. Um, I know a lot of people care about that did you watch it subtitled or i'm not gonna lie to you initially i had it on dub oh snap. but i was watching it with a buddy and we were like nah man we gotta go sub we gotta go there's respect go. on their names so we did end up going for sub which i think to your point it does enhance the viewing experience it's like the words the just kind of the emotions that are, are mm-hmm. conveyed especially like for dub it, it some, some something's lost in, in that but when it's somebody in their native tongue and they're like trying yeah, to make a I point. feel like when it's dubbed, like it's just some guy watching the movie and trying to convey the emotion that the, I don't know, like the, the, the actor who is actually talking is trying to convey. And it, I, sometimes I just don't, don't think it really works. So I kind of avoid it. Um, it's been a long time since I watched something that was like dub. Um, hmm. So I, I, I I can't really comment on it because I really don't watch anything dubbed, but. I get it. I get it. Okay, respect, respect. Mm-hmm. All right. So, thinking about the visuals, I had made mention of it before, but what mm-hmm. were your thoughts around just the uh, shots and the clarity um, of the? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's just like something. I don't really. I don't. It's a weird theory, but there's something about like Netflix movies. Sometimes they just kind of have like this look to them, and I'm like, is it the player or is it like? Because I don't know. It just felt like Netflixy to me. Uh, which, you know, I say that as it's almost like a negative connotation in a way it kind of does. I was watching the teaser for a three body problem and uh, I was like, wow, this just looks like a Netflix production, you know, and it, 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 I mean, ultimately these both are Netflix productions, but it just, I don't know. I didn't think the cinematography was amazing. There's like certain points where I think uh, it kind of looks good, but you know, if you're going to compare it to like the other World War One movie that came out in the last like five years, it's you know 1917 just blows it out of the water when it comes to visual presentation. Um, you know, ultimately, I kind of just thought this movie was pretty mid. Like, I kind of give it a seven out of ten. Um, I wasn't blown away by this movie. Like, I think um, it was interesting because I don't really think you get a lot of World War One movies from. And well, in general, but from like the German perspective, I feel like a lot of the times it's from like the allied perspective, like either U.S. or uh, England or uh, maybe even French. I don't know. Not an expert on World War One movies, but <laughs> um, there's there's uh, I don't know. I just wasn't that like into it. It actually took me a long time to really like I kept pausing it for like the first 45 minutes because I was just really not into it at all. Um <laughs> I, it just, I don't know, like, I just, just couldn't get into this movie. Um, and then I eventually just decided, like, hey, I just need to sit down and watch this. Because 
like I get it. Like it was so obvious to me what the movie was trying to do from the get go. Like these young, these four friends, knowing nothing about the world, they're like underage. I think they lie about their age to get into the military, which a lot of people did, admittedly. Um, and they, you know, they know nothing about war. They're like super excited to get out there. They're like cheering as they get close to the front lines, and then very quickly, you know. It, it you know war like the the reality of it turns on them and that's kind of what the theme is throughout the movie um but i didn't like was that it shows the first and that's not really spoilers but like it shows like that first kind of encounter of like a real world war one like the brutality of it um for these characters and then it just cuts 18 months later and i was mm. like it kind of just lost that for me um because he's there's you know they're still fighting you know and uh i i I get what it's like doing is like trying to show the end of the war and kind of like this almost like poetic um theme or message that is driving home which we certainly talk about uh once we get a little bit more into like spoiler territory but i don't know it just it wasn't that exciting to me i think it was overrated uh, a little bit um it, you know, it's a it's a it's an okay film, probably better than like a good majority of movies, but it's a solid seven out of ten for me. But I want to hear your overall thoughts on the film. I'm a little surprised there, bud. I thought he would get a little bit uh, more praise from you. <laughs> and it's funny you talk about stars because I was going to ask you how many stars you would give it. So you were thinking ahead of me. Uh, I was going to do the stars out of five. I was going to give it a four stars. Mm. I don't know, man. I just like the uh, the humanity of it. The humanity. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Humanity. I mean, I think that is its strongest aspect uh, um, is the humanity of it. Uh, but continue and i'm so sad to hear you say you were just like it looks like a netflix movie because i was like man this crisp picture wow look at that shot oh dude, my god i don't gosh. know man i i would tell you to watch what the three body teaser looks like just just watch the teaser trailer and just tell me like that just looks like a netflix movie it looks like a production of netflix like it looks like stranger things like it there's something about it dude i i can't i can't describe it perfectly but like i know it when i see it okay you know, I, I understand that. I understand certain, you know, studios have a certain look. It's also like like Ridley Scott's movies all kind of like have that same like dark, like always overcast kind of look. So I can yeah. res- I can respect that. Yeah, you I can, can like understand that. like there's certain cinematographers, but there's no relation between the cinematographers on like all these Netflix productions. But there's just <laughs> something I don't know, dude. There's just something, man. They just oh look gosh. a way that I can't like describe but i could point to it in a lineup you know like, uh, so bro it's like they give it to the execs for like a preview and they're like it doesn't really have that netflix look we need we our need brand you know exactly i want somebody to look at that and say netflix made that <laughs> <laughs> apparently <laughs> apparently they knocked it out of the park on this one and it wasn't even like the full movie it was just like certain shots just felt very Netflixy, you know. I knew you were gonna say Netflixy. It's just, it's just something like, does Netflix shoot everything on a, the same sound stage? I think I read that they do one. So like a lot of the interior, this is why I'm saying this. A lot of the interior shots just look like something straight out of like any Netflix original show. So I'm like, 
it has to be like they shoot everything on the same soundstage and they use the same lighting. So there's just it just it ah it annoys me. I don't know. I I can see it now. I literally see the Matrix. So <laughs> this seems to be a, a pretty big issue for you there, bud. It does. But but uh, no, dude, I I liked it. I thought it like I said, I liked the humanity. There were like these kind of moments of authenticity, like very simple. And we'll dive into them as we really start getting into the plot a little bit more. But um, just I, I could relate to the characters. I could mm. relate to what they were going through. And I was like, man, these are things you don't necessarily think about when it comes to war. But I'm glad that they shed some light on it. And it's also interesting, too, from the German perspective. Because it's, I mean, these were kids who didn't really know what the deal was. Who just kind of got wrapped up in it. And they're like, I'm going to fight for my country. And then, you know, I'm not really on the right side here. But uh, it is what it is. And so you kind of got to see, like, I guess see that through through their lens. Which I think... It's 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 a fair it's something we don't necessarily always think about. Yeah, I think that it definitely shined a very interesting perspective on um, on the German side. I think that was really cool. Um, So, like, I'm curious. Like, I don't know. I actually just lost my question, but uh, (laughs) I got one for you. Okay. all right, did you watch it with anyone? And if no. you gave over their thought, oh, so low, so yeah, experience. Watched it by myself. <laughs> mm, hold it down. I'm so curious to hear if somebody else had uh, had watched it with you, what they would have thought. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> flying so low. I mean, I I, I watched it today because uh, um, I had today off. Uh, oh, just nice. Because I, I mean, I just like I no 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 no. Well, I took like a vacation day. Mm. Um, I got back from LVI yesterday. And I knew months ago that uh, every year that I like do this trip, I always regret not taking the day <laughs> off after I get back um, because I just feel so exhausted. Uh, and so like this year, I, I decided to just take the day off after I got back and um, just kind of recharge, which was definitely um, nice after like a weekend like that where you know you're just so in the presence of so many people all the time um just absolutely you know recharge the old batteries uh the social battery yeah 100% so, dude, that's real so you know i watched it today uh this afternoon um just you know crank to that out <laughs> ah so it's fresh in your mind which is fresh in the perfect mind. because i do have a series of questions for you mm-hmm. charlie and they do get into some details. So we're going to start kind of getting into some of the plot. So I would probably start throwing up the uh, spoiler alert warning here Alrighty. to all of our listeners. All right. Let's dive on into this, buddy. Um, so <laughs> from the top, this film starts with the main character, Paul, and his classmates receiving a speech from their school's headmaster telling them to enlist. What were your thoughts around the notion of relying on like such starry-eyed youngsters to do the fighting? Do you think that was I think that was like definitely capturing what Germany did and probably, you know, other countries as well. But like trying to shine a light like maybe Germany did this more so and more like morally gray than other countries, because I do think this movie is a criticism on like the tactics um, that the, you know, the German like higher military generals or whatever. And like, you know, the government kind of used to uh, try to win this war. There's a lot of like, you know, nationalistic kind of uh, 
machoism in uh in, in this like german culture during like world war one how they wanted to prove that they're like the best nation or whatever because they are the aggressors at the end of the day they want to like conquer like france um and uh so they're trying to like get as many people as they can because i think um not i'm not really 100 percent like what the state of the war is but it doesn't you know they're trying to get as many people as they can because i think the u.s around the time that the uh these they're signing up is about to enter the war um mm -hmm. if not had already and i think they might be kind of you know losing a little bit and they need men so um and what better way to than like young men who have absolutely no idea about you know war and like kind of being you know getting the propaganda of oh you're going to be like massive uh heroes you know you're, it's like very you know prideful uh, and mm -hmm. they try to like trick them in doing that so and it was it is uh i think it's definitely on purpose that they kind of like show this and it's a theme that comes up multiple times throughout the movie um like how they're not really keen on uh surrendering or like how they're you know they need to prove themselves like um since we're already talking about spoilers like the very end of the movie you know like the guy's just like we only have two hours before like our uh our surrender uh it goes and we're gonna go back out there and we're gonna try to win those fields because that's what germans do kind of thing and it's just nope. like dude you're getting like so many people killed for like literally no reason um absolutely and uh and this is yeah so uh, what were your thoughts regarding like you know the schoolmaster trying to basically brainwash like young men into joining signing up for the war effort? So my question was, I just want to kind of want to, mm. I wanted to get into the headmaster's mind. Like, mm. a had he experienced war? And oh, B, probably he, not. That's what I'm thinking. So he like has doesn't an know. idea of what they're getting into, but he mm. doesn't really know. So I'm like, if he did truly know, would he be so willing to kind of? encourage them to to join the the fight yeah so i was like that was something that was kind of sad for me and if i remember correctly there was a shot of paul's face and just like this utter i don't even know like patriotism this this joy that he's getting and the the idea that they're gonna be welcomed back this here welcome welcomed back as heroes and dude i like kind of got a little swept up in and i was mm -hmm. like man that'd be crazy to be with your friends to be like this is the pinnacle and you're 17 of... too like exactly you're, you're like so young like i'm sure at that age maybe you can even relate to this when you were in high school you probably thought about like if somebody like came up to you and said you can serve your country you can be a hero to your family your friends to the nation and you know sign up and join the u.s army kind of thing you know and like yep. and there's a lot of nationalistic kind of uh vibes when it comes to signing up for your military especially you know in uh 1917 germany um yep. <laughs> so yeah like yeah I, I mean i feel like if i was 17 in world war one I, I feel like i probably could have gotten swept up in that very easily especially when peer pressure everyone around Bro, i was gonna say when all your friends are doing it it's like why would you be the one dude not to come not on, to serve man, your country like... to be like you socially ostracized yep. in that sense um yeah. And it's also the thought of like the what if they they do win and mm -hmm. they come back and I'm just that like weenie who just stayed home who stayed home and, like, and did nothing and yeah you know, like and all my friends come back as heroes you know dressed in valor and all that stuff exactly so I was like dang like that's does a lot does a lot of, does a lot to someone at that age and 
you know you also want to serve your country you know because like the war is basically kind of being advertised as like oh this is for the glory of you know germany you know um absolutely the fatherland the fatherland yeah Yeah. oh it's your fatherland (laughs) (laughs) good german accent there bud Uh, (laughs) oh man okay so something i liked was the film did a really good job of uh introducing us to these like rude awakenings and one of the most subtle ones is when Paul commented that his government-issued coat had the wrong name. And then the issuer yes. said that it must not have fit on someone. And so mm. the camera pans to him pulling off the tag mm-hmm. and dropping it to the ground where there are countless others lying down. Mm-hmm. What went through your head in that moment, Charlie? I was just like, I was like, oh my, I, I was just like, of course, like this is just the, the uh, they're using the soldiers or the, uh, the uniforms of dead soldiers. And I'm like, how, like how? mightily efficient um german efficiency <laughs> striking striking again um that's, that's german. <laughs> that's german right there buddy um but i was just like oh yeah of course like it was these like subtle hints and you know i think everybody i mean i can't personally say that war is terrible but i pretty i'm pretty confident to say that war is terrible so like yeah. it's definitely like these kids don't know kind of thing um and they're like about to find out and like and it was a nice little like you know kind of a it was overhanging or like i don't know i'm trying to think of the proper word here but it 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 was just it was ominous because they're quite literally wearing uniforms and they like of previously killed soldiers and they don't they have no idea uh, what and so it's like kind of ominous that they're walking into a battlefield where they have literally not even aware of where the uniforms on their backs came from so yeah yeah and i think it did a good job of highlighting the like naivete of just like the group as a whole mm-hmm. because and just everyone literally... in that room i think everybody who signed up and got that uniform that day i think it was just showing the the night yeah the the naive naivete naive <laughs> tongue twister um, of everybody uh, uh signing up and you know starry-eyed yep. unaware yep because I was like, shoot, if I mean, obviously now if I got a uh, a jacket with somebody else's name and I was entering the fray of a war that's been ongoing for a couple of years, I'd be like, eh, this is probably a Joker's who is not with us any longer. But as a kid, you're like not thinking about that. You're swept up, like I said, in the, the glory of war. Mm-hmm. And you're like, nice. Like, this is mine. Oh, wait. Sorry. I think this is not mine. Oh, wait. Oh. Yeah, you're good. Sorry. I just didn't hit fit him probably. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Like, okay, cool. Ah, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, that's kind of it's. it's it's sad, but um, I mean, it's real. It's oh, yeah. real. I mean, I think this is a movie based on a book um, I was of ask. the same I thought, name, okay, I thought so too. and I think the and that came out uh, like a hundred, almost a hundred years ago. Um, Jeez. And I think it's loosely based on the author's uh, time fighting in World War One. So, ah, that's. God, I mean, it's probably like for the author just thinking about like therapeutic to at least put it down, but probably also traumatized and have to like relive all of that like mentally. I mean, I, I, you have to think it's, it has to be therapeutic, right? Like, yeah, I'm saying like, there's probably, probably a reason the, he did write stuff about this. Yeah. Just needed, so people knew kind of what the deal was. They, so like maybe it was like an anti-war kind of activist. Yeah, true, true. Cautionary so. tale for youngsters who are thinking about entering the fray there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Goodness. Goodness. All right, so well, the movie fast forwards, and you kind of are on the like the war front, mm-hmm. and you meet a guy by the name of Cat. 
Yes. And he's an experienced soldier who more or less mentors Paul and his friends. Mm-hmm. Kind of what was your first impression of our friend Cat when he first emerged? Um, God, I can't even remember what my first impression of him was. I think it was just like... <laughs> this guy knows what he's doing. Uh, you know, like, wise. I think it was just kind of what came to my head. Like, somebody who has seen it all and uh, I think looks at these kids and probably was wondering what, what they're even doing there. You know, huh. like, I think he's, you know, like, he is clearly aware of what war is and he just looks at these guys and you know he he wants to take care of them because he's like you have no idea what you're in for uh literally well what you know do you uh remember your thoughts on when uh you uh got introduced to cat yeah so i was like here here we go we got this guy he's a little gruff he's mm-hmm. a little rough around the edges but he's still alive so obviously he knows something he seems like he's been at this for uh, a minute and the fact that he was willing to kind of like take them under his wing shows that like he kind of has this soft heart about him. So I was like, okay, maybe this is somebody who we can trust. Although like you could tell like when it was came time to fight, this man flipped the switch and he was shooting and doing what he needed to do to survive. And you come to find out later, he has like a wife and a child. And uh, I forget what his like profession was. You might. He was a like a shoemaker or something like that. Yeah, that's um, right. That's right. Yeah. So like. So random, but just could you imagine the transformation you have to undergo from being like a cobbler to like a mm-hmm. like a soldier? Mm-hmm. And just he did it. I mean, we saw him as a soldier. Yeah. So you can't even imagine what his life was like beforehand. Yeah. Exactly. Even like exactly. You know, at that point in the movie, because I mean, like when it's eighteen months later, like it seems like Paul and his, you know, friends that still make it are. Uh, kind of very adjusted in a way like to this like soldier routine you know we see very early on like shortly after the 18 months kind of cuts ahead is that paul and cat go steal a chicken from a farm like they had done it a hundred hey. times um, yeah true 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 true, true. so like, i'll go you over the fence and yeah keep a watch it almost get shot every, almost get killed every single time doing it bro yeah. we're gonna come back to that yeah. we're gonna come back to that because that's mm-hmm. pinnacle but uh and speaking of other like just sorry one one thing about cat there so what we find out is that he's illiterate yes. and he gets letters from his wife mm-hmm. and paul has to be the one to read them to him mm-hmm. did that change or affect the way you saw him as a character once you had that mm. it didn't change the way that i saw cat as a character i just show, i think it just showed the difference in kind of the futures that uh like cat and like paul have you know like mm. i mean they both have kind of the same futures but cat is like you know had a different background right paul comes from potentially like a wealthy family gets very well educated and has a bright future ahead of him where he's going to go off to maybe to go get university have a good high paying job you know family all that stuff he's young uh cat on the other hand is like you know maybe grew up poor didn't have opportunities like paul did and his friends um did what he could to get by you know has a family now you know a, a son or i forget um and I think it was a son. Yeah, son who was dead <laughs> oh shoot bro i forgot about that yeah um but so never learned to read you know something in that uh, at that you know in that period of time was like you know, for, I guess, very educated people, which, you know, could be attributed to your, your class standing. Um, so, 
it, it just showed like you know he's kind of he has his life but he does have a future because he has his wife and uh you know and they've already had a loss and like he's mm-hmm. out here fighting this war and he just wants to survive get home to see the family um and paul is young and so like, i think for me when that was kind of found out it just it really just highlighted their different backgrounds but even though they have these different backgrounds they're both in the same exact situation dang dude that was quite analytical that was quite quite thorough there i didn't even think about it as a means of juxtaposing paul's character to cats but uh gotta sit my hat to you sir that was well done <laughs> i'm like maybe i gotta go back and watch this again yeah give it another watch yeah now nah, i watched this yeah. today so it's a little bit more fresh on the mind okay okay this, um, is, fair. this is fair but uh so but what were your thoughts when you first like got like when you found out like you know cats like illiteracy i was it's funny just because it kind of helped to at least for me solidify this i don't know if helplessness is the word but more or less, because it's like you, this man, this grown man, finds mm-hmm. himself entrenched in the middle of war. It's mm-hmm. like he could die at any time. And then you got to ask the question of, okay, they win or he gets out. What's he going back to? It's like clearly he's not the same man he was when he first entered the war. And he doesn't have the skills necessarily required to do something that, not say nothing notable, but it's like, his social mobility is quite fixed mm-hmm. and he's staying exact. And like, to your point in thinking about like class, if he can't read, he's probably not, you know, too well off from the jump. So no. if he's more or less fixed, it's like, I mean, you're going to survive. Hopefully you go back to some loved ones, but it's still like, you know, what, what do you have? And I mean, I think there's an appreciation he probably experienced with, uh, having gone through war and seeing, you know, all that was waiting for him on the other side. But at least as a viewer in that moment, you're like, man, this guy is just, it's, he's had a life. He's had a, no, absolutely. a rough go of it. Do you think he joined the war effort to like make money or maybe change the course of his life? It didn't sound like the, the Germans did like a draft like the U.S. did. It mm-hmm. seemed like they were very leaned heavily into recruitment through like propagandist kind of mean, like means. So do you think that in a way that he was trying to forge a different path through life? Like where do you think? Where do you think Cat, or why do you think Cat joined the war? You know, you know this is a, an aged man, right? Like he's much older than yes. Paul is, so we can give we can we we even see the way that Paul and his friends join and the the yep. reason why they join. So, what about Cat? No, honestly, I think at that point in time, Cat would probably join in thinking, "What else could I possibly lose? Obviously, <laughs> I have a a wife, but it's like I know, especially for like my friends who are now becoming parents, it's like, dude, this thing is like." This is my world right here. Mm-hmm. So if he's already been stripped away of that, it's like he's gone through one of the most traumatic events anybody can go through. And I'm sure he's like, you know what? Like my wife would be not say fine without me, but it'd be okay. I there's only I can only go up from here. And I think it's kind of like a personal a personal narrative that or a personal story or he's trying to basically achieve this thing. Like mm-hmm. I feel like he thinks that, you know, life's gotten the better of him time and time again. But if he you know, follows this particular path, then he has a chance of actually coming out on top. And uh, it's it's a noble effort, but unfortunately in this context, it's ultimately going to be uh, all for, for not. So it's kind of sad in thinking about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, I, I think I one of the reasons he joins might have been because he lost his uh, son, you know? Like, I think that might... Mm-hmm. 
have been a reason. Um, we don't really know the timeline of when uh, his son passes. Like only that Paul didn't know, but it's also just possible that I don't think the son died during the war. I think it died before and or he died before and um, that part of the reason that Cammy B signs up is to kind of like because of that grief, you know, mm-hmm. um, he might decide like he just needed to get away from the life that he has. And I think during the course of the war, he might realize, might have realized what he had and wants to get back to that very badly. Um, yeah. So tragic yeah, in a way. Yeah, totally, totally. And it's like maybe I can replace that or fill the hole mm-hmm. created by the loss of my son with accomplishment from whatever I do here. I did find it interesting, at least from what we know, that the wife is able to read and write. True. Um, although true. I guess it's possible that she had someone else write it for her, but this is also possible. <laughs> yeah, you know, as far as we know, that she was able to. So. Yeah, 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 and I, I could totally see that, like just knowing his character, like kind of burying up because he was a cool dude. Yeah. But uh, okay. So you mentioned earlier the scene with uh, Paul and Kat stealing a goose, and so it happens early on, and they so they steal this goose from a farmer because they aren't receiving enough rations from the government to kind of support them and the rest of the uh, army. Did you find this course of action jarring? And if you were in their position, what would you have done? Um. Honestly, I didn't find it jarring. I feel like, you know, soldiers probably did this all the time. And, like, this is just a means of survival, especially if your rations aren't coming at all. Um, I didn't think it, yeah, I didn't think it was jarring. And I, and I guess, you know, if I was really that desperate, I probably would have, you know, done it. Even though, you know, it's like these poor farmers, they're just trying to live their life and stay out of this war. And, like, the soldiers are just coming to basically harass them and steal from them like they're trying to get by too so like i don't know but uh i kind of get it from their standpoint you know like they're going they literally live a life of hell every day and like Mm -hmm. they just want some food and you know something to take their mind off of you know the 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 reality yeah hunger will make you do some crazy things absolutely But I honestly, like, and I I totally, I think if I was in their position, I'd ultimately be forced to do the same. Mm -hmm. I feel like they, not to say got some joy out of it, but it was like kind of just like uh, some antics you probably would have done at home with your friend, not necessarily stealing from someone, but like just something like some some, some trouble you could get into. Yeah. And so I think that kind of opened up that layer of their characters. But still, I was like, you got to think about some of the people like, just like a, like you said, a random civilian who's just trying to make it we're in the middle of a war so they probably don't have a crazy amount to go around and then you got these people stealing stealing from them i was like ah that's uh not super cool but no uh gotta do what you gotta do yeah you know there's even that like scene when they um storm into the enemy's trenches and like they like find a bunch of food on the table, like <laughs> they just start eating it and like drinking like whatever like alcohol that they have, and then like it's just like yeah, because that just goes to show how hungry they were. That in the middle of a war zone, that they're just gonna stop and eat because the rations weren't coming in. I think that was a nice little like, I think that really solidified it. And the like the stealing from the farm and the fact that they it, it was clear that they had done it multiple times, um, mm-hmm. really just solidified the fact that like. They didn't have food. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd forgotten about that scene too. But man, can you imagine how desperate you are? Mm-hmm. To, I mean, I get the food, but just to start liquoring up in the yeah. middle of a war zone. I mean, you're, dude, you're seeing things no human ever should. <laughs> also true. Also you're, true. you're trying to forget. Yeah. He said, "Look, man, it's we'll go out in a second. Let's just <laughs> let's easy, just." Buddy. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't even imagine that. No, but uh, okay. Thinking of that war zone. Uh, so one of Paul's friends, Ludwig, who was just, the kid was not built for war. No. But he was out there. And unfortunately, he was the first of Paul's friends to die in battle. And you knew someone was going to die. But did seeing his death alter or enhance any feelings you had about the situation the characters found themselves in? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I think they quickly, like when they walk off the 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 truck for the first time and they kind of really see what the damage that war causes I, I mean i don't really think it's hit them i think they're still a bit of in the state of like kind of oh i'm invincible you know I, i'm superman mm-hmm. uh, i think when the ludwig dies i think that is kind of the oh what have we done <laughs> kind of moment <laughs> like what I were we thinking um yeah. like we're gonna we're all gonna die uh, like this was horrible and now I just need to survive. Um, so I think that was the big kind of like realization. If it hadn't really hit them already, it hit them there. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. It was kind of like um, they were still playing soldier a little bit, mm-hmm. even though, I mean, they were literally in the trenches fighting, but then you just see like the fear on their faces. And the second he goes, it's like, Oh crap! Like this is this is real, mm-hmm. and um, I think because he had like the little glasses and everything, so he was. I think it was a good choice, at least from a creative perspective, to choose the kind of like not to say nerdier guy, but mm-hmm. the one who clearly kind of stood out from the others, just because you could tell probably like when they weren't soldiers, they were just and they were just students. He was probably like a scholarly kid, like maybe a little quieter, but mm-hmm. like lovable, like yeah. you know, like a little brother. Like I'm glad he's here with us. And you want to protect him, but the second he's out of the picture, it's like, oh, geez, dude, they like took someone who shouldn't have been here in the first place. And he was, wasn't he saying like he wanted to go home? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think and, he did uh, say he wanted to go home. And uh, everybody wants to go home <laughs> yeah, when they realize that. what war is like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, truly, absurd. truly. Truly absurd. Uh, it's also, and, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go for it. Go for it. No, I didn't. I just I was going to comment, but go ahead. No, <laughs> I was going to ask another question about one of the other friends oh. that uh, Paul has. Do it, do it. Hold All right, so you know the... So basically, there's a moment when Paul's other friend, France, mm-hmm. sees a group of women. Yes. And ultimately, France departs with one of them for the night. Symbolic. And when he comes back, <laughs> he recounts his tale for the group. Mm-hmm. And why do you think they included that in the movie? Um, so I think they included that to show that they're really just teenage boys at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, they it, it kind of shows, like, the life they would be living if it wasn't for them enrolling in this war or enlisting in this war. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it was... And, like, the fact that it brings back kind of, like, a, a trophy... <laughs> Yeah, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and throughout the movie, kind of gets passed around as the people who carry it like start, you know, dying. Um, I think it's just to show like, you know, what we could have had 
instead mm. and you know what we are missing out on by you know fighting this war and uh like i think there's also a lot of like you know bat behind the scenes like resentment for uh having to continue fighting especially mm -hmm. this kind of boils over at the very very end of the movie when there's a few people who really just don't want to go out and die with like two hours before the war is literally over and yep. uh, they just get you know death by a firing squad um, because they're seen as like traitors and there's and even mentions from like you know the government that there's a lot of desertions and that the the you've lost support of the public because they think that the war is essentially lost so like mm -hmm. you can kind of just see like people are definitely fed up and if like people back home are feeling that not the people on the front lines like then you absolutely know the people in the front lines are absolutely just sick of it and that yep. they're like and um so yeah i think that's kind of it all ties back to you know the life that they wish they had versus yeah. the one that they're living. Could you imagine being in one of them like trenches, just getting rained on? You're cold, mm -hmm. you're hungry, in the mud. All you want to, yeah, the bro, disease was, like, was rampant gosh. in those things. Better um, believe, I'm sure rats were up in there too. Like, gosh, do you? I mean, there was the scene with the food in the when they were eating in the enemy trenches. Like, there's a whole scene of like fifty thousand rats just running out because they're just like rumbling because like tanks are moving into kick them out with like flamethrowers as they like burn the no. trenches i'm like dude world war one that was next level dude that's what like, <laughs> could you imagine that dude just chilling like ah okay they got guns whatever and you just see a tank and a flamethrower and like that's how Golly. you die you get burned to death by a flamethrower <laughs> it's like i wonder what that thing does yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden fire shoots out Come there's on also now. a scene i want to talk about that like goes back to like the early like the young recruit kind of uh things yeah. that they find like 50 or 60 young kids like german soldiers like mm. new recruits dead in like a warehouse because i guess the enemy used gas because that was legal i guess back then uh, or i was allowed in war to use um uh bio weapons and like gas like whatever mustard gas uh, yep. and they took their masks off too early and they all just died in the warehouse and they like paul stumbles upon it and he's just like Oh man, <laughs> yeah. Of, like, that's just, like, just it's very tough, and it, I, it goes back to like you know what Germany, like anything Germany was trying to do to get people into the war effort. Because there's even a comment by I forget what the dude's title was, but he's like, there's like 250,000 Americans landing on the shores like every like week or something, and it was just like we need man. people. We're running out of people. Generations yep. are changing. Uh, because we're losing so many, like millions of people died in World War One. And think about just like, at least for Germany, from a generational perspective, like, so you basically just wiped out a, a fair bit of your younger, like, rising, like, males, mm -hmm. meaning that the population is probably going to be on the decline for like a little while. Who knows if you'll be able to recover it? Like, that has implications just beyond like, whether we win or we lose. It's like a population, uh, the, you know, fate of your country. Yep. No, it's true. Goodness. Goodness. It's wild. All right. So while the war was going on, though, there was, a, like you said, there was a, a delegation of officials trying to broker a ceasefire. Mm -hmm. So knowing what you know about what's going on on the war front and kind of what was going on for them, because it wasn't necessarily a comfortable position. You could be seen as a coward. The, uh, I guess, allied allies weren't really like budging when it comes to uh, just the negotiation terms. Mm -hmm. Would you rather be a soldier or would you rather be an official? 
I mean, in officials, I wanted to be on the front lines in that hellish landscape. But, like, I don't know, being an official and just, you know, throwing people at it like they're just numbers on a spreadsheet just (laughs) would not sit well with me either. What about you? Yeah, Yeah, I was thinking about this one. (laughs) From a survival perspective, delegate, but, like, from just a... Like a moral like perspective, I'd probably want. I'd have to go soldier, man. And I couldn't <laughs> send somebody to their death, mm-hmm. and I couldn't just like. So one of the the main officials who was oh my gosh, Baron Zemo in the MCU, and I forget what his actual like <laughs> actors the actor's name is. I think he lost his son. Yeah, he did say he lost like, his son. He's trying to kind of. He's keeping that in mind as he's trying to negotiate. And it's just like you can tell there's a lot going through him. And these people will not but like, no, you'll sign this. You'll accept the terms. And it's literally screwing over his country. So it's like, even mm. if I accept that, like accept this and end this and save lives, I'm going back to a country where we're probably going to be in like an economic decline. Everybody's going to be pissed at me. And I literally, there's, it's not like I'm going to have like probably this position. They might just like kick me out. Someone might like, you know. Hopefully not to shoot me, but like, who knows what's going to happen? I'm going to step back into the unknown. So there wasn't a whole lot that no. I wanted to, you know, get behind when it came to that particular uh, option. I know so, it's uh, I know it's, not fun either way. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, I uh, no, it was it, it was it was a really good portrayal of kind of like how the government viewed the war because like there's also that one dude who was like i mentioned at the end of the movie just like we are gonna do it for germany and like he's mm-hmm. like my father was a soldier you know uh-huh. i was like it was for glory and all that stuff very very machoist um which i think is like a massive theme for like the higher ups in the german military and government like it was clearly like for the glory of the fatherland like fatherland. <laughs> you know for the glory of our nation which you know every country does it because they want to win the war but like germany was the aggressor in this sense and a lot of the other mm-hmm. wars were a lot of the other players were uh, kind of just like playing defense and, you know, yep, you know trying yep. to like and had diff- definitely had different messaging and different reasons for joining, like for people to sign up. But yeah. um, I do want to like start talking about kind of the towards the end of the film. Yeah. Um, yeah and like just talking about. So basically throughout the movie. Uh, as the war plays out, Paul like loses a friend after you know a friend. Like everybody that he joins up with dies, um, you know, throughout the movie. Like every battle, like someone new in his crew dies, um, mm-hmm. and you know he's just trying to get through it. Him and Cat are like the last two survivors, and they get through it. You know, he Paul just somehow manages to survive, even though he was like in like a crater and like you know there were people everywhere, and he gets out of it somehow. Um, but so Paul and Kat kind of like wake up and learn that the war is over, uh, and that, you know, it's like ends like on the November 11th at 11 AM, you know, like 11, 11, 11, hooray. Um, so they are, they're going out to celebrate. And for some reason they decide to go get, uh, eggs from the farm. Which the same um, farm, from the, the same the farm that we saw them back take the hen, um, and this you know it goes as you know normally as expected. They get away unharmed. Almost Paul almost gets shot twice, 
Dude, very, very close. They were like kind of just casually running. Yeah. And I'm like, your like, bullets are whizzing by your head. What are you doing? <laughs> I know. Um, but this time, Cat goes to take a whiz. Somehow the kid yeah. from the farm <laughs> somehow manages to sneak up and find them even though they ran away. Paul's sitting outside the woods. I don't know how they didn't see the kid. It's an open field. He knows the, he knows the land. Knows buddy. the land. Okay. But anyways, land. he shoots Cat, right? The guy shoots him apparently right in the liver because that's how he dies. Um, so Cat <laughs> literally dies like a day before the war ends. Bro. It's bro. brutal. It's brutal. Imagine I knew, like, that, I him knew and that Paul. Was coming, him and Paul were like talking about like meeting up after the war and like this is where you hear more about Cat saying no, no, no. You're gonna go off to school. You're gonna do amazing yep. things. I'm just a cobbler. Like it doesn't matter. Like yada yada yada. But he passes away, and Paul's like devastated because now he's like truly the last one left. And then yep. he has to, he, and like you can see how dead inside he is when he is hearing oh. the last orders of the of the, the the general or whoever that was, like yep. to be like, okay, we're gonna go back there, we're gonna win that field. He's just like, what time is it? And he's like, you know, he's just like, yeah, just let me do, let me out. And he like out goes the into the trenches, and I thought this man is just. He's going on a killing spree because he yeah. <laughs> literally was. Yeah. Um, and uh, the man dies, gets stabbed, <laughs> gets stabbed in the back at Dang. like 10.59. Yep. A minute before the war ends. He even hears it. He even hears before he passes out and dies. The war has ended. He walks outside and it's all quiet on the Western Front, baby. And uh, Haunting. And then, uh, like, you know, the kid that he previously saves comes and finds him. And, like, so what did you think of the ending? I'm curious, like, what is your overall, like, thoughts there? Um, yeah. This is why they lost the star here. And let me explain why. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, bro. First off, I, this, why would you go back to the farm? Mm. Why would you go back to the farm? That was my first problem. Because they've done it and a million like, times. It was clear <laughs> that they've done that a million times. They've done it a million times, but like you're so close. Mm -hmm. Just, just have some shame. Yeah, <laughs> have some. The egg, gosh, the darn bullet it. even gets like shoots Paul, but it like hits the egg. Somehow an egg stops a bullet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I was like, well, okay, <laughs> magical egg here. <laughs> um, and don't they eat like the inside? Like, oh, eat it, eat it, eat it. I'm yeah, like, yeah, no, oh, it's like the yolk damn. or whatever, and they just like drink it. That is drinking so raw egg right there. <laughs> drinking raw, dude. Give it two hours, y'all are almost done. Goodness. Yeah, just but like yeah, just no, wait. Just, if they had some shame, mm -hmm. then I was like, why are they here? I knew something was gonna happen. I didn't think it was. I should have known it was gonna be the kid because he just looked like like the dad was like ass, ah, whatever. But the kid was like, no, no, fuck these no, jerks. Not this time. <laughs> exactly. Homeboy went and he shot. He yeeted him. And at least cat survived. Like he survived. Like, he survived. He like walked out. Like washed it off. Like that. <laughs> Stupid kid, which we don't even know, know what happened to the kid. Like, did which he, like, is what I was gonna say too. Did he dude. kill the like, kid? Like, do you think he killed him? Because I mean, why wouldn't the kid have shot him again? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, no idea. Yeah, cat might have killed a kid. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I was I was pissed about that. I was like, I liked cat. Mm -hmm. And then when this jabroni comes up and says, "Oh, we're gonna go. We're gonna. We're not gonna. We're not gonna lose." Or we're not going to just like lay down. We're going to go down fighting. I'm like, no, honestly. And here's my problem with Paul because mm. I blame him. I would have stayed in the back of the group. When they said run, I would have been like, I'm going to do a, a slow walk <laughs> forward. <laughs> Let's beat out the clock here. Yeah. Like, Come on. I'm now. waiting out the clock. 
Exactly. I was like, dude, I know you probably would get killed for desertion, but at the point in time in which everybody's running forward, like, is anybody really paying attention to what you're doing? Mm. Just a uh, slow jog, like, like, oh, no. Exactly, like, oh, no. Oh, I twisted my ankle. Hold up, y'all go. Yeah. Oh, let me, no, no, let me no. go. Just like, you go. You go, Exactly, you go. Hold up, I'm just going to stretch this out over here. Ooh, pull the muscle. Like, there's a million options here, dude. So I was blown about that. And then, and then this man has the audacity to go up into the, like, the trench of the Frenchman. And he goes into this gosh darn room. He's killing people when he should have just been, like, chilling. And then he turns his back, and the second, the second that, like, he got impaled, I, I was like, I know it's probably, like, 11 o'clock right now. I know he didn't, and they're like, oh, it was 11. Mm-hmm. And then he just goes and sits and lays down, and he dies. And it's interesting, because there was a scene earlier where he was, I think, fighting one of the French guys in, like, that crater thing that you described. And so he's fighting for his life. Yeah. The French guy's fighting for his life. And ultimately mm. he stabbed, like fatally stabs the guy. But the guy's like gurgling blood and like bleeding out. And so Paul sees these, I guess these like family like pictures and some other things. And he like takes them after the guy dies. And it kind of seemed like a turning point because that was right before like the war was kind of declared over. And it seemed like he recognized the humanity in his enemy, which I don't know if was necessarily something that he had indicated before. So I thought he was going to approach this final battle like, you know what? It's not even that deep. Like, I'm going to do me, but I'm not really going to kill anybody. I'm just going to, you know, kick some stones until uh, the the clock hits 11. But no, the kid was ambitious. Mm -hmm. They got the right guy. And he died. And... I like movies that like kind of leave you a little upset sometimes. Mm-hmm. This was not like this is not really one of those times. I was like, "You're kidding me, man!" What did so, you think uh, about like the 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 final like kind of scene where that one kid that that unknown soldier, you know, who mm-hmm. he saved earlier, you know, sees Paul and just kind of like takes the scarf. <sighs> Honestly, I think it's 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 symbolic. It's kind of like. A, the loss of innocence in terms of Paul, like, lo- literally losing it. But B, it's kind of like the continuation. Like, it's going back to the fatherland. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, here's this kid who's now seen this, who can possibly, like, tell others or tell his you know future children, whatever it may be, yeah. about kind of what this experience was like. And hopefully it will allow more to avoid it. But I mean, obviously, you know, World War II is coming, so <laughs> not for too long. But um, <laughs> Those damn I was thinking about that too. <laughs> exactly, bro. I was literally like, "Can you imagine like going through that?" And you're like, "Okay, we're done. We we finished it out." And then, boom, World War II. But uh, yeah, no. So I thought it was just kind of like it, it symbolized innocence, mm. and it's just kind of the the passing of Paul's, and then just the prospect mm-hmm. of its continuation moving forward. But how about you, bud? What did you think of the ending? Yeah, I mean, I think it was. I expected him to kind of like die, um, Dang. because Dang. I think what this movie was really trying to drive home was the uh, you know war is awful, and like these people yeah. who had you know all these future aspirations and lives they could have lived because that was hammered home a little bit uh, just a couple of times throughout the movie, not super aggressively. I think the most in your face about it was that conversation between Paul and Cat right before the end. Kind of like, oh, Paul, you're going to go and do amazing things. You know, you're going to get home and do all that. And also, um, you know, like his friends were kind of probably in the same socioeconomic class. They were all schoolmates together. And like they also had these futures. And 
you know, the, that scarf was also symbolic in that way. Like, I think it's supposed to symbolize when that unknown soldier takes it, like he's going to go and live that normal life now. That he's going to mm. go and live that life that Paul couldn't or wanted to have, but no longer can. What Ludwig and Franz and uh, the other guys all wanted, but could no longer live. And same with even Cat. Like, I think it's trying to drive home the message that, like, at the end of the day, like, uh, these are all people, you know, like I think the, and that um, the leaders of the German military, I don't think really ever fully understood that, like the, the cost of, you know, like what, how each and every single one of these people, like the lives that they could have led and have, are like now lost because of the, uh, the, the, I don't know, the, the war hungry, you know, the bloodthirsty mm. that like ran through their veins to like send all those men to go dive or, at the very end, which is just like uh, it's utterly ridiculous to me. A terrible, uh. terrible thing to do. Just accept when that man me. said, "Yeah, when he said like we're going, we're not gonna just like lay down. We're mm. gonna go and before it hits eleven, kill mm. as many people as possible." Like this man, and then he like he heard course- the gunshots of like the people who like want to desert and like hear the firing squads. Like he had to know morale was so so gone. A commander who doesn't know the morale of his own soldiers isn't going to be a commander for very long. So, and I'm also like, it's so easy to tell someone to do that when you you're just sitting in that giant house and like just hanging out and doing absolutely nothing. Exactly. (sighs) Trash, bro. Trash. Yeah. All right, that was uh, what a movie. Quiet on the Western Front. What a movie. Quiet on the Western Front. Is there anything else you want to add? We wrap it up. To our German viewers, this does not necessarily relate directly to our thoughts on your country. You all have a, a wonderful country. Uh, it's Great. just, uh, yeah, it's a very specific point in time. So <laughs> just want to make sure we add that. <laughs> it's historical. It's historical. Yeah, historical story. Uh, well, this has been an episode of the What You Got podcast. We are back, baby. We're back for 2023. Boom, boom. We got a lot to talk about in the coming weeks, I'm sure. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about Barbie. We're going to actually have two episodes next week for you. We're going to do Barbie and Oppenheimer. Two huge releases, probably the biggest releases this summer. Everyone is excited for those movies. Um, Absolutely. Sold out theaters everywhere. But next episode should be Barbie. And then we're also going to get you Oppenheimer. Um, I'm your host, Charlie Budd. Joined with me, as always, is the fantastic Jordan Palmer. You can catch our show every Monday evenings, typically. You know, we took a big, long hiatus, but we're back now. And until next time, everyone, let's catch you all later. Oh, wait. Social media. I almost forgot about <laughs> the social media. It's been a minute, huh, bud? It has okay. been a minute. <laughs> Why don't you tell them where they can find us on social media? And we can all get on out of here. All right. You can follow us on Instagram at What You Got Podcast, which is spelled W H A T C H A, or on Twitter at What You Got Cast, which is spelled the same way. Until next time.